0: All right, well, let's get after this thing today. and how many of you know God's got a really good word for you today. Yes. Amen, He's got a, 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 a really, really good word. He's, it, it, did you come expecting? All right, do you love me? I love you because this going to some of this may be a little harsh. And you know I don't get harsh just to be intentional, but I'm going to tell you point out some things right now today that a lot of us need to, 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 to take, pay attention to. Because we have a lot of people within the body of Christ that are kind of at odds together, right? And we just talked about, Michelle was just talking about unity, right? And, and we know that, that when you go back to talking about, uh, we did that, I did that message on love, and I, I, I pointed out the emphasis that God puts on unity, Why? Because his word clearly says that uh, 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 any house that isn't unified will never stand, right? And he says, remember Psalms 133, it says, He says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, the high priest, that went down to the skirts of his garments, and it says, The dew of Hermon. As the dew that descended upon the mounts of Zion, for there the Lord has commanded the blessing and even life forevermore. Listen, God commanded the blessing in the place of unity. Right, and one thing that that nine eleven September uh, September eleven did to this very nation, instead of tearing us apart, it unified us, regardless of color, regardless of skin, regardless of, of 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 wherever you call as your home country. But if you're now a citizen of this nation, we became unified. We were ready to fight, ready to shed blood. People were walking away from from professional football careers and and enlisting in the military. We became unified because it was important because a body that is not unified will not stand. Amen? And I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of disunity in our nation right now, right? And what I actually want to talk to you about, we're going to talk about that disunity just a little bit. I'm not going to preach on it because I preached on that uh, together, but it does tie to my message. But I actually tied this, titled this message, Hearing from God. Now, I know that may throw you for a loop. What in the world are you talking about? How did we go from 9-11 to hearing from God? Well, I'm going to tell you something. It's something that the body of Christ, every believer better get control of in their life, is you better get to a place where you can hear God's voice. Because the disunity that's in our nation, the inconsistency that's all in our nation right now, people are trying to look for this one, that one, and everyone for the answer. And let me tell you something, they're all disagreeing. They're all at odds. So much inconsistency. What does all of that show us? Where are you going to need to go for your answer? Well, who's your source? Amen. Who's your source? Right? So you got to know how to hear from God, right? And. Listen, we fight, we struggle, we argue. And what's really, really hurting to my heart Is to see the churches at odds with one another, to see the congregation at odds with one another, to see us disagreeing. And and, and see, we got to get opinions out of everything, right? Because everybody's got an opinion. And we got to set those things aside and stick to the one thing we know is true, which is the Word of God, right? But we have so many people, we have families that are being torn apart because of opinions of what's happening in the world, right? All of these things. And what we have to do as believers is we have to be quick. To remind ourselves that we have an enemy, his name's Satan, and he has a plan. But what's his plan? We've got to remind ourselves, we've got to remember that God, his plan is to deceive in order to divide, in order to destroy. Listen, he's dividing every nation across this world right now. He's deceiving so many people. And we've got to remind ourselves of this so that we don't get sucked into his plan, into his schemes. Because when you remind yourself of that, and you may have to remind yourself of that a lot, right? So that you're aware of what's happening. And when you get that clear revelation, you realize the things that's going on in this world right now, all the chaos and all of the confusion is not from God. God is not the author of confusion, right. is He? Absolutely not. And see, we got to be able to—we got to we be able to show and realize, and, and 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 so that we don't get sucked into all of that. Because I'm tired. It's it's hard to watch Christians fight, believers, fellow believers fight. It's we've we've got to get, guys, the body of Christ. And I'm not talking about any particular church. I'm talking about the big C church. It's time for the Big C Church to unify. We've got to get back to that place of unity. You have so many churches taking opinions and they're taking stands on things that aren't necessarily being led by God. And all of this is is, is keeping the body of Christ in a turmoil situation into a bickering situation. And that's not from God. And we're not accomplishing what we're being called to do. We're dividing because we're being deceived Come on. And he's just simply trying to destroy us. We've got to get back to what we're called to do, which is to share the good news. So many people and so many churches are just pushing condemnation on people because they did something or they didn't do something or they're thinking this way and they're not thinking that way. And guys, we've got to get back to preaching the gospel. Yeah. Amen. And what is the gospel according to the scripture? The good news. That's where we, That's where we've got... We. We've got to get a grip on this. We've got to get a grip. We've got to first, as believers, come to realization that the devil has a lot of schemes going on, right? And we've got to realize that's happening and realize that's going on and not allow ourselves to get sucked into the ways. It's sucked into his plans. And, and how does he get his, his ways and his agendas throughout the world? It's through people. He influences them in their mind to promote something or to not promote something or to take a stand for something or to do something. He uses people, right? So what do we do as believers? Well, the easiest way to make sure that you don't get sucked up into the devil's schemes and the devil's plans uh, that he's trying to use to tear the world apart is you've got to learn to judge Every new idea, every new doctrine, every new thing, every new new, 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 new get-rich-scheme, every single thing, everything in your life, you've got to learn to judge it against the one thing that we know is true, unchanging, and that is the Word of God. You have got to learn. You've got to do this, guys. You've got to do this. We are in a time in our world where you've got to learn to judge everything, everything based on the Word of God. What does the Word of God say? That should be the lens that you process every situation in your life. Every argument you have, every disagreement, everything everything should always go through the Word of God first. See, we saw this in 2020 when so many things that happened. I don't have to tell you everything that happened. Everything from... From rioting to deaths to all of these horrific things. And people were taking stands and people were pushing for this. I'm standing for this. And they did it out of a reaction of emotion, right? We don't react off of emotion. We are led by the Spirit. And they reacted off of emotion and they got on bandwagons thinking they were doing a good thing. But as time went on, things came to the surface. And guys, they were standing for some really bad stuff. Really bad stuff. Why? Because they didn't judge they didn't take the time to research and they didn't judge it based on the Word of God and they didn't take the time to hear from God on the subject, right? Because let me tell you something, we've got to get good at hearing what God is telling us to do because I'm going to tell you something, I'm going to talk to you about something really quick that we're seeing this really big on and I'm not trying to influence you one way or another on this, but I'm going I'm to make a point here. And I'm going to touch on this. A lot of people are not talking about this in the churches, and that's a problem. But we're seeing this massively right now with the vaccines and the masks. All right? The vaccines and the masks. I mean, people that are getting the vaccines are afraid to tell people they have the vaccines. Christians that are getting the vaccines are afraid to tell their members in their church that they have the vaccine. Christians in their churches are afraid to tell their people, are are, are afraid to come to church with a mask on because they feel like they need to wear a mask on. And then you have other Christians that are actually condemning them because they don't see it the way I see it. Now this one's condemning that one because you don't see it. See what I'm saying? We're, we're, We're dividing from the inside out over this topic. And this is a very big topic. And let me just uh, let me start by saying this. I have a personal opinion about it. I have a personal opinion. But so do you. Yeah. I'm not a professional on it. I don't know enough. Of, this hasn't been long, here long enough for any of us to be professional, have a professional opinion on it anyway. But neither are you. See, we've got to learn to get opinions out of the way opinion because most people want to fight. They want to get to a place where they're, My, "I'm right." They want to push their agenda. No, it becomes more about proving they're right and then and proving their opinion than it is about uh, about exactly what God is wanting them to do in the situation, right? Yeah. And this is this is really really it's really hard. It's really sad to see. And I've told when when COVID first came out, God impressed on me to tell you guys and to keep telling you guys that the Satan was going to use this to divide the body of Christ. And he's doing it. A lot of the body of Christ is falling into this hook, line, and sinker, right? You know, I'm talking about naturally speaking. My job as your pastor is not to try to get you to see it the way I see it as far as my natural opinion. That's not my job. That's not my job. Now stick with me. This is very, very important because there's too many people. It's time to quit arguing over this. See, if He can keep us quarreling, and quabbling over one little thing, little something, we're not doing what? We're not sharing the gospel. We're not advancing the kingdom. We're stuck right here trying to prove that we're right. Right? And I'm not trying to sway you one way or the other. Please don't misunderstand me. I have a personal opinion. You have your personal opinion. But we've got to get personal opinions out of the way. I mean, I'm reminded of when when Jesus, remember they brought the lady up to her, and let's just paraphrase this, that she was caught in the act of adultery. She was sleeping with another man. And they brought him before Jesus, and they brought her before Jesus and threw him on the ground, and they were trying to trip him up, and they were trying to trick him. And, and what did Jesus do? He knelt down doodling in the sand like a little kid. And But what you got to think about is what did he say? He stood up and he said, he and him that has... Him that is without sin, let him throw the first stone. And that was it. He didn't stand up and say, well, now who was she sleeping with? Well, don't you know that guy? My gosh, man, that man didn't work for three days. He's worthless. My opinion is, is this, this, and this, and this, and this. No. He said what God said. What God told him to say. Yeah. And that was it. No opinions in the, in the equation. See, when you bring opinions in the equation, now you give an area to fall into strife because your opinion may not line up with somebody else's opinion. And how many of you know, if somebody doesn't agree with you, what does that do? That puts you on the defensive. Now you want to argue about it, right? And we can't allow ourselves to get sucked into all of this, right? And, and, and so you got, First, you've got to start by getting opinions out of the way. And my job is not to influence you to believe the way I believe on it, naturally speaking. And, I, and just like it's not your job to try to convince me to believe it the way you believe it. Amen. That's not, we're, 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 none of us are professionals. I had a conversation with a guy the other day and he was telling me, and I mean, he wanted to just argue about it and argue about it and argue about it. I'm like, how do you know? And he wouldn't tell me. I'm like, how are you, explain to me how you're proving what you're telling me. He finally came out. Well, I have a friend that has a friend who's a doctor And those doctors at this particular hospital, I mean, he's just going on down the list. I said, so you heard from somebody that you heard, that you heard, that you heard, that you heard. I said, you don't know. You really don't know. Opinions out of the way. Now, if you're going to take the opinions out of the way, you better be hearing from God. Amen? Because he's the one that's going to lead you correctly. But my job as a pastor is to help you to form a belief about this situation, about any situation. Now, where do we form our beliefs on any situation in life? It's definitely not on opinion. But we form beliefs based on the Bible. We have Bible-formed beliefs, and we allow those beliefs to govern what we think, say, and do. Amen? So that's what we're going to do. See, if you would learn, to if, if the people would learn to go to the Bible first instead of reacting off of emotions, they wouldn't get on some of these crazy bandwagons. You know, we were pressured really hard when all the rioting and this, that, and other to make a statement, to make a stand in a certain direction, right? But I couldn't do that because it, was, it didn't line up with the Word of God. God wasn't in all of that. God's not the author of confusion. He wasn't in all the protesting and the rioting and the destruction and the death. God wasn't in that. But now was I going to cave to the pressure and, because of emotion or was I going to stand on the Word of God and everybody that emailed me, everybody that called me, everybody that was trying to get me to, to let them use my platform and this and that and that and that and 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 I would always answer with one quest- quick question. What does the Word of God say? Yeah. What does the Word of God say? What does, you see, if you would learn to do that, it would make such a difference in your life. What does the Word of God say? And then quick, that would that would quickly shut down the, the whole conversation. Usually they would hang up. All right, but I want to encourage you to form a belief based on the Word of God on this subject. So go with me to Romans. Am I losing it, Uh, Tony? Is it all right? A little technical difficulty. Romans 14, 1. Romans 14, 1. Now we're going to believe the Bible, right? This is New Testament, this is the Bible, and this is correct, right? The Bible's true. God doesn't lie, right? So beginning in verse 1. It's funny this is titled in the King James Christian Charity and Unity. But in verse 1 it says he that is weak in the faith receive him but not doubtful, not too doubtful disputations. Stop. What he's talking about, a little context about what's going on right here. What he's talking about is, is, is new believers, weak, weak in the faith is new believers, right? Coming into a congregation of, of, of spiritual mature people. And he's, what he's saying is that he said just because they, they think different than you, they may believe a little bit different than you. They're young babes. And he's saying receive them anyway. And that word right there, disputations, That's and what he's saying there is, is don't fall into arguments. Don't fall into quarreling. Don't fall into disagreements with them. Receive them in, right? And this is what he's saying. Now, he goes on. It says, For one man believed that he may eat all things. Another who is weak in the faith may only eat herbs. Now, if you're eating, you're putting stuff in your body, right? Right. Putting things in your body. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Verse 3. Let him not eat... Him that not eat, despise him that eats not. And let him not, which eateth not, judge him that eats him. Right? So don't, what is he saying here? Those that do eat, they're, and this is just an example. Those that do choose to eat the food, or think it's okay to eat, he's saying the ones that don't think it's okay to eat, he's saying don't judge. And vice versa, if you do, don't judge, no judging. What, follow me with this. is very important what he's saying right here. Verse 4, it says, Who art thou that judgest another man's servant to his own master that standeth or falleth? He shall hold it up, for God is able to make him stand. Verse 5, One man esteem one day above another, another esteem every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Yeah. Let every person be fully persuaded in his own mind. His whole example is is when you when people disagree on the subject, right? And he starts out talking about food and then he goes in talking about a special day and, and they see this day as special. This group doesn't see this day as special. And then he says, don't judge those that disagree with you and, don't, and let no judging go on, but let every person be fully persuaded in their own heart. Be fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. Right? This is, this is the, we've got to get opinions out of the way and be fully persuaded, not based on what the government says, not based on what the doctor says, not based on what the nurses say, not what, what Mama mom and dad say, not what anybody else says, not anybody, the co-workers, my neighbor down the street, not based on any of that, but we should be ful- fully persuaded simply based on our source, which is God Almighty Himself. Amen. Each person should be fully persuaded persuaded. That means that, 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 that you, and if you're not going to judge, and you're not going to get into dis, disagreements, and to get into arguments with people, that means you're not going to use your opinion to try to influence someone to see it the way you see it. See, this is the problem. This is what's going on right now. Right? Because when you start bringing opinions in there, now you've, you're, you're, you're allowing, opening up a door for strife. Because remember, opinions will put you on the defensive, and you're going to fight for what you think is right. But on this matter right here, who's the professional? Even the professionals don't know what they're doing on this. Let's just be honest. They change. They're trying. They're learning. This thing is unfolding right before us right now as we go through this day by day by day. They don't know. Doctors are at odds. Nurses are at odds. Everyone's at odds. Amen? But God says, I just want you to be fully persuaded in your own mind. In your own mind. Amen. Yeah. Now, if you're going to be settled in your own mind, then you've got to fully understand what it is that's going to you're gonna, that's gonna fully persuade you. Because if you're looking to the government for the answer, it's not there. If you're looking for, 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 for you know, people are looking everywhere. Please don't be looking to social media. Oh, my gosh. I get that so much. I'm like, turn it off. You know the bad thing about social media and all the bad things. it's that, not all bad, but people people put out these fake stories and that have no credit and no and, and, and they put them out there. And once you read it, this is the bad thing without about reading it. Now you put it in your thought process, and you can read it and say, "Oh, that's not real." But you've read it. Now it's there. Now you got to. That will come back to your memory at some point, man. Don't fall into reading all of that stuff. Let it go. Social media is not the answer. social media is actually driving a lot of people into depression. It really is. But listen, there's so much inconsistency, even in what we think is the profession. You know, there was a time when you could look to your doctors and you could look to your. Go- I'm not criticizing doctors, and I'm not criticizing the government. Listen, the, the inconsistency that's in the world right now doesn't. They're just men and women, just like me. They're, the inconsistency that's in the world right now comes straight from the pit of hell, right? It's got a, there's a big, big picture to this. A big picture to this, right? But all of this inconsistency is overwhelming people. People don't know what to believe. People are hurting. People are depressed. People are sad because they don't know what to believe. What do I believe? I just don't know. Well, the doctor says this. The government says this, this, this. How do I respond? See, so many people are hurting. They're overwhelmed. Listen, that means that you need to base being fully persuaded on the only thing that we can stand on in this time in our lives that we know is true, that we know is unchanging, and that is the Word of God. You see, we've got to be quick to do this. Quick to, to, to this, is, guys, this, is, this is what you've got to learn to respond to every situation in your life from. Is You've got to learn to respond from the Word. What does God's Word say? Well I remember brother hagan he he would always try to they would always try to you know anytime a minister's doing really well they'll a lot of the t v crews will try to will pull him into interview pull them into interviews and what they 're trying to do is they 're trying to make that minister look bad. And, and and they were all, the way they'll do it is they'll try to come to him and they'll try to pick a subject. They'll try to trip him up. And he, he would just always, that was the only thing he would say when they would come to him with that. When, the, when they would ask him a question, he would just look to him really back, look to face to face. And he'd say, what does God's word say? Well, when you find out what his word says, then come talk to me. Right? And that was, he would always, always, he was judging every single thing based off of what the word of God says. Right? And that's where hearing from God comes into the picture. And I'm going to tell you something. If we don't get better at hearing from God, see, when you're so close and you're in such an intimate relationship with God and you so intently know His voice, Come on, when, when that happens, when this overwhelming confusion that's going on and you can't go to the rulers of our land and the, the doctors of our land and this, you can't find the answers anywhere in the natural right here. When you have that relationship with God and that confidence with Him, glory to God, when you go to Him, you know that you get the answer you need. Yeah. In other words, you can't rely on this world to lead you. And I mean, we, I know we've said that in church for years. But guys, the times that we're living in right now today before us are considered the last days. Nobody knows how long, nobody knows. And I'm, you know, I'm not a doom and gloom preacher, but it's just the, the state of where we are. And, and, and when you, in those times, you have got to lean on the one thing that you know is going to steer you straight, and that is God leading you. And He wants to lead you. He wants to lead every person. That was the plan that He created for all of us. See, a lot of us think that we're just walking around here bumping off walls, making decisions, going this way. Maybe that's right. Maybe I'll go this Oh, that's wrong. I'll go this direction. That wasn't God's intention. God wants to lead each and every one of us in every direction. But see, we've got we to gotta get this out of the way, this flesh out of the way. Because see, when, you, when, you, when you're trying to do it all in your own strength, then you're never going to hear from God, right? Because you can't get beyond your natural I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here. But sometimes you've got to get this out of the way, right? Because I'm going to tell you something. There is a lot of people chasing around after new ideas, and they're looking for what's go- the next thing to fill a void in their life. They're looking for the, the next thing. and it, 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 Well, they go to social media. Where there's a million likes on this one. It's got to be true. I'm getting on this bandwagon. And I'm going to tell you something. Just because it has a million likes or a million people say they believe something, if it does not line up with the Word of God, I'm going to tell you something. There's a million people that are wrong. And that is very much possible. But there's so many, especially young people, so many, they get so sucked in off of the likes and off of this. and Well, it's got to be right. It's got to be right. Dangerous, dangerous grounds. It doesn't make it true. See, first you've got to judge everything according to the Word of God, then you've got to form a belief in your mind as a result of what you've just read and what you've just researched, what you've just studied it out, and then respond by faith. Guys, that's what it's called when we talk about building your spiritual house on a rock. What's the rock? The rock is the Word. The rock is Jesus, the solid foundation. And that's when, when the winds of the world blow, that's how you stand. Because you're, 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 you're locked into that foundation. You're not going to move. And you're not built just simply on someone's opinion. Or, you're, you're, or you're, you're not built into just a new idea or a new thing that sounds good. Right? Right? Come on, this is, I know this is not one of those jump around exciting messages here, but we need to hear this because let me tell you something. There are a lot of believers being steered the wrong way because they don't know how to hear from God. Amen. That's one of the biggest things that as a pastor that we hear is I can't hear from God. I can't hear from God. I'm not hearing from God. People will go their entire life and never hear from God. Say, say they never hear from God. But I'm going to tell you something. It's not because God's not speaking, right? We're not speaking. And you've got to understand something, that that when you get your natural intellect out of the way, and then you get closer to God, revelation comes. Amen? It, re- revelation comes. But now the first thing that you've got to settle in your heart, and this is a big one, people struggle with the fact that God really wants to lead them, right? So let's go back to... Uh, let's, let's go to Psalms. Psalms 23. And I have, I've heard this. Oh, God, don't you know what I'm doing? Don't you know where I've been? Don't you know all the bad things I've done? God wouldn't lead me anywhere unless it's to run, jump off of a cliff. Right? Right? People can't grasp the fact that God created them with a plan and a purpose and He loves them no matter what their brokenness and their fallen state. He loves them just as much as He loves everybody, right? And that He actually wants to see them succeed. And He wants to lead them into that succession, right? In Psalms 23, and this is probably one of the greatest, most memorable scriptures. It says, "...the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures." He leads me besides the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. What's God doing there? He's leading you into the path of righteousness. He's leading. God wants to lead you. Now, that's just one example. I could be here all day going through to show you, but I'm just going to make you a point. I want you to get a hold of this. I want you to get a revelation. God is leading. He's leading everyone sitting here. You may not know it. You may not be aware of it, right? But He's leading you. He's he's leading each and every one of us, and all He's wanting us to do is to respond to Him and take a step of faith, and then He'll meet us, right? But He is leading you. Now, of course, how's He going to lead you? Now, we know that God wants us, we know that God wants us all, every believer, to be Spirit led, right? He sends the Holy Spirit. That's how He's going to lead us. John 14, 26 says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you. Well, if he said something unto you, then he's speaking. Right? He's speaking. He's speaking. Everybody say, he's speaking. He's speaking. All right? John 16, 13 says, "Howbeit, when the Spirit of truth has come? He will guide you into all truth... Well, he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear and he shall speak. He will show you things to come. Guys, God is speaking. God is leading each and every one of us. He leads us by the Holy Spirit. That's Now, you receive the Holy Spirit at salvation, right? But now the, there's another, uh, there's a, the, that's, the, that, that's when the, the Holy Spirit comes to, 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 to be on you. But then there's the infilling of the Holy Spirit, which is an empowerment. That's when, that's when you, you get empowered to go do what God has called you to do. That's when we lay hands on you and the Holy Spirit comes in with, with that empowerment and you come out with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, which is very vital to every believer. Amen. If you haven't done that, we would love to make that happen for you. But God intends for each and every one of us to be led by the Holy Spirit while we're on this earth. And it's very interesting, John 10, I put this in my notes here, it says, John 10, Jesus was talking and he said, my sheep hear my voice and they know me. He said, my sheep hear my voice and they know me. My sheep hear my voice and they know me. So Jesus says, you hear his voice, he's speaking. But yet so many people come up and say, I never hear God. You see the disconnect here? The Bible says, you hear my voice. The Bible says, I want, you, I want you to hear my voice and I'm going to lead you and I'm going to do all of these things through the Holy Spirit. But so many people stamp up and they say, well, I, I don't hear it. But do you believe what God's Word just said? Do you, Jesus said, do you really believe it? Right? Do you, really, you can hear His voice. See, sadly, this is where most people fall back. And they, they fall back to their own intellect here because they're trying to grasp this in their own thinking and in their own thought process. And they're, they're reaching for an audible voice. They're, reaching for, they're, trying to, they're trying to rationalize all of this, right? But let me tell you something. hear from God is not mentally discerned. Hear from God is not physically discerned. Hearing from God is only spiritually discerned. So you're not chasing after an audible voice. Nowhere in Scripture does it say, I will lead you with an audible voice. No. What what Scripture tells us, and that's just a couple of Scriptures right there, is Scripture tells us that God wants us to be led by the Holy Spirit. Right? And He wants you... So, I mean, think about it. God's a spirit. We're a spirit. We're created in His image. We have a soul and we live in a body. So He communicates to us spirit to spirit, right? So that's where we, we have to learn to yield to the Spirit to hear His voice, right? And we're not, we're not talking about an audible voice. It's just that nudging on the inside, that check in your spirit. Do I need to go this way? No, I'm going this way. I, I mean, I can tell you story after story. Be in a restaurant, walk by, pay their meal. just rises up in my spirit, and I look over. Okay, now I have to decide to respond. I know that was God. What am I going to do? Now, naturally, your mind starts overanalyzing. Well, they don't need... Look at that car they pulled They don't need... Look at his suit. He's, he don't need me to pay for their meal. You have no idea what they're going through. God's wanting you to take a step of faith in knowing what he, and do what He told you to do. Be obedient. How are you going to respond? But see, if you're sensitive to God, the more time you spend with Him and you know His voice and you recognize that... Come on, when he tells you to do something, you're quick to obey and I obey every time whether I'm not, even if I'm just a least bit not sure. Was that God? I'm not going to miss it. I'm do it. I'll pay. I don't care if, if their meal was $300. If God says do it, I'll do it. I love it. Michelle was buying groceries one time and 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 she was in line and the little lady in front of her was checking out and... She was having an issue with her card or something like that, and and just right up in her spirit, it just rose up, pay for her groceries, and it wasn't a little bit of groceries; it was a lot of groceries. And thank God she didn't overanalyze the situation, and she paid for their groceries because God said pay for their groceries. And guys, this can this is just this this is how God works on this earth. How God you know how when you go and you pray and you need a meet, you need a, a need met in your life and you pray and you are believing God for that need to be met, well, he's going to move on somebody else's heart to make a way for that to come possible, right? Whether it be put money in your bank account, whether it be give cash in your hand, whether it be to, to, to create a situation where you can work to get them, well, something. God's going to use people, but he needs his people to be obedient when he tells them what to do. And if we got a lot of people around here that aren't listening into him and don't know his voice and not obe- responding when he tells them to do something, guess what? You got a lot of people walking around that aren't, that aren't getting things, uh, getting prayers answered in their life. Amen? And sometimes the first thing you got to do is you got to get your own intellect out of the way. That's why when I tell people when they go into their prayer closet, it doesn't necessarily have to be a closet, their special place of prayer, get that phone on the other end of the house. But I read my Bible off my phone. Well, you need to get something else. Because I'm going to tell you something. I don't care how disciplined you are. When you're sitting in there and those notifications start coming in, you're tempted to pull away from God to be drawn to that. Yeah. Amen? No. You've got to get your body quiet. Get your body pushed aside, right? And remember what faith is faith is just believing God's word for what it says and stop trying to figure it out in your own strength. See God's saying I want you I want to call you to do something. But our thought process is I'm going to figure all that out then I'll do it. But see that's not what God's plan is. God says I want you to go to Missouri and plant a church, right? So, you, so most people would sit at home and start drawing out all the plans and this, that, and another and try to figure it all out. And two years later, they may have big clothes. I'm saving up enough money to get that first, this, that, and another. But all God wanted them to do was to be obedient. Say, yes, Father, I'll go. Take a step, not to figure it all out, just believe Him and His Word and what He tells you to do. Take a step of faith and let Him meet you and then when he meets you, he provides everything you need for that situation. And then you continue to pray and you continue to follow his leading. When he moves you again, you take another step of faith. You don't sit there for three years trying to overanalyze and try to figure it all out. Right. And then He meets you and you take another step. Listen, I can tell you business owner after business owner after business owner that were successful from following God's plan. And, if it, and it will work for your personal life as well as your business. Amen. Amen. Sometimes you've you got to stop trying to figure it out. Yeah. Amen. You gotta, I mean, remember, it's impossible to please God without faith. He says, but those that come to me, just believe, believe, believe. You know, we were here last, some of you were here last week, and that's what we were talking about, the lifestyle of faith. Amen? Yeah. So, the big question is, why is everyone struggling to hear from God? Why is it? And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to tell you why people are struggling to hear from God. It's because people are not renewing their mind daily. On the Word of God, they're not renewing their mind daily. On the Word of God, that's a, that's just a simple truth. And if they're not renewing their mind daily, and daily is important because you you need to be you need to be in this guys with what's happening, what's going on in this world right now. There is never a time in this our our, our lifetime where you need to be closer to God, right? And I don't say that to scare you. I'm just emphasizing the point of where we're at in life, right? But if you're not renewing your mind daily on the Word of God, then you don't know what the Word says about how God's going to speak to you. And if you don't know what the Word says about how God's going to speak to you, guess what? You're not expecting God to speak to you. It's just that simple. You're not expecting God to speak to you. And if you're not expecting Him to speak to you, guess what? You're not hearing His voice because God's speaking. Now I'm going to show you something, and this is just I'm going to close with this, and this is I'm going to give you the key to hearing God's voice. And you don't have to look here, but I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to show you something in Scripture, and this is just a few verses. But I want I want to make I want to drive this point home, and this is the key to hearing God's voice. Revelation three six, Revelation three six says, He that has an ear, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. Well, if the Spirit's speaking to the churches, the Spirit is God, so that God's speaking, right? He's talking. He's talking, and He's saying, He that has an ear, let him hear. But you have so many people are, I can't hear God. All right, there's a disconnect here. Go down to verse 13. It says, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. Verse 22. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. Revelation 13, 9. If any man have an ear, let him hear. Why am I repeating that? Why? I want you to get revelation of this. Revelation. This is why I'm repeating this. I'm not repeating it to be funny. I want you to understand. Anytime we see something repeated in Scripture, it's what? Importance, right? This is important. He says that if you got an ear to hear, listen. But why are people not hearing, right? It's not a God... Listen, the problem is not God talking... The problem is people are not hearing. The problem is with ears that don't hear. Amen? And this is very, very important. So, so, and we know that God's faithful to do what He said He's going to do in the Word of God. So, how do you get ears that hear? And I'm closing with this, I promise you. Matthew 11. We touched on this Wednesday night. Matthew 11. Verse 28, 28, 29. I mean, you know, the funny thing is, if you look right here. I think it's verse 14. No, it's verse 15. Verse fifteen in this right here it says, "He that has ears to hear, let him hear." Ha. Yeah. But now let's get to what I want to show you. Verse twenty-eight. This is Jesus talking. If you want ears, to, how many of you want ears to hear? Some of you already have them. but How many of you want? ears? We all want ears to hear, right? It's to, verse twenty-eight says, "Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest." Stop right there. Now, give you rest. That rest is that place in your life where you have. Full, complete confidence. Full, complete comfort. Full, complete peace about what's happening and what's going on. And you only find that in Jesus, right? In your, in your faith in Him, in your trusting Him, in your believing Him, right? Verse 29, it says, Take my yoke upon you. Now, a lot of people read that and think, Well, oh God, He's going he's to put a yoke on you. He's, he's trying to put you into some kind of bondage and try to teach you something. But no, what do you use a yoke for? To lead. He's going to use that. He says, take my yoke upon you. He's going to lead you with that yoke. And then he says, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And you shall find rest unto your soul. Now, this is God. We talked about this. He's all, Jesus, He's all creator, all powerful. I mean, He could get up there and just be in your face. Don't you know who I am? Look who I am. Look what I did. Look what I accomplished. But He says, learn from me because I'm meek. I'm humble. I'm humble. I'm humble. Humility is the key for ears that hear. When you start by humbling your heart, you find rest, right? When you, hummer, when you, in other words, when you get to a place in your life when you want to hear God, you've got to get to a place where you realize that this is a big picture. There's more things going on in this life. Everything in this life don't just revolve around me, which is where most people are, right? Come on now, I've been there. And you've got to get to a place where you humble yourselves if you want to be led by God. And you get before Him and you repent. And what are you doing? You're submitting to Him. You're glad you're, like, you're getting your physical senses out of the way. You're stop being stubborn. You're start stop trying to prove that you're right. Stop trying to fix things. Try to do everything in your own strength and try to accomplish everything on your own. Put all of that aside and get before. God, get your body quiet, get your head quiet, and yield to His yoke, submit to His yoke. And guys, when you do that, it's like you just took your radio station and you started turning the tune. Well, you don't turn the tune dial anymore. You hit the little, but I don't know what you do now. But you start tuning that radio station, and come on, as you're submitting to Him humbly. Come on, you start tuning and you tune and before right there before you know it, you hit God's station. Glory to God. Revelation starts coming. You start seeing things. You start understanding things. Directions you need to go, things you need to do. And then, guys, the cool thing about it is when you humble yourself and you and you submit to him and you submit. See, we like to call. Jesus, our Savior, but we don't want to call Him Lord. But He's our Lord and Savior, which means He needs to be Lord of our lives, which means we, have to, we should submit to Him, commit our lives to Him, and pursue everything. And guys, when you do that, revelation comes. See, people are trying to hear Him with their natural ears. you are trying to reach for a... And that's not how you hear Him. You hear Him by yielding to the Spirit. And then following after that peace on the inside that He gives you. And He's given it, but a lot of people are just walking right by it, not paying it any attention or overanalyzing it and thinking, oh, that wasn't God, that wasn't. Or not even, even, not even giving God place there. But when God moves on you to do something and you feel that in your spirit rise up, that we call it that still, small voice. Man, be quick to obey it. That's hearing from God, because I'm going to tell you something. The world that we're in right now, you need to know when He's leading you. Do I, do, do I need this vaccine? Well, He knows the beginning from the end, and I'm not anti-vax. You know, if you need the vaccine, are you fully persuaded that you need it? Get it. I love you. I'm not going to... I'm not going to see, we've got to learn to quit condemning people, right? Because I can believe you can take that vaccine in faith, and still accomplish. Because I know a lot of uh, what God's called you to do, because I know a lot of missionaries that had to take the vaccine. Now, if you do some research on the vaccine, it's not very pleasant when you look at some of the things they make these things with. But see, I'm not going to get so focused on that. I'm going to take it in faith and believe that it's as as if I'm drinking a, a, a bottle of water, right? If I chose to go that path, right? Are you fully persuaded for yourself, but then don't bring your opinion in it to try to pull somebody because I'm, I'm going to tell you a story and I, and I promise I'm closing with it. This. this is important though, guys. I know I'm going a little long here, but this is important. I wasn't going to mention this, but I'm going to mention it. The pastor, I talked with the pastor last week and he had a congregant in his congregation and we were talk, sharing this. He shared with me this story. That one congregant was adamant about not getting the vaccine. And he was forceful with his opinion on some other people in the church. And they were taking a stand, you know, and for whatever they believed and whatever they were right. And I'm not saying that you don't take a stand. There'll be times for that, right? But do it as you're fully persuaded as God's leading you. But this person got caught up in, in his friend's opinion of the matter. His best friend died from the virus died from the virus. And his best, and, and through this whole story, the guy finally came out and told the whole thing because the guy was feeling pretty guilty about it right then. Now, we don't know if that would have stopped it because who knows? I mean, they don't know. They really don't know. You have to follow God right now because they don't know. There's no professionals on this, right? And they don't know, you know, if, if, even if he had the vaccine, if it would have stopped. We don't know all of those unforeseen. But now this guy's got to live with the guilt. In his life of his best friend. Because he overbearingly pushed his opinion on his best friend who is no longer with him. And he was only 29 years old. 29 years old. So we've got to get opinions out of the way. Base what we believe. So we've got to learn to be like Jesus. You know, don't, don't, sometimes we feel like we have to say something. We, and, and sometimes we don't have anything to say. Well, if I don't say anything, I don't look important. That doesn't matter. Be like Jesus. Say what God's leading you to say and keep your opinion out. You know, if God's leading you to give your word for somebody that may encourage them to do this or to do that, then give that word. But don't bring your opinion into it. See, opinions create problems. Right? Give the word that God gave you to give and walk away. Leave it at that. Amen. Glory to God. Doesn't I... You know, I'm, I'm closing with that crazy. come on up. Uh, I... I know that that wasn't the most pleasant message to hear. And because everybody's all over the place on this. But I have my opinion. You have your opinion. You're entitled to your opinion. I respect you for that. Right? I respect each and every one of you for that. And, 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 but I also know that life goes on. Life has to keep going. We still have a plan. God's still got a purpose for us. We still, and that purpose includes going to missions field. That purpose includes going to other nations. Now, if, if we have to go on a mission trip and God says, hey, I need you to go to Zambia. But Zambia says, you can't come in here unless you have the vaccine. But I know God told me to go. I'm going to take the vaccine. Why? Because I'm not going to let my opinion get in it. I'm going to take it by faith and believe that it, you know, it's going to do all that it needs to do and nothing more. It's not going to harm me. And I'm going to take it so I can do what I need to do and get over there and reach the ones that need to know Jesus and establish whatever I need to establish, right? For the kingdom of God. I mean, this is, we, we can't let them get hung up in arguing over these things. Because let me tell you something, if the enemy can keep us arguing over these things, come on, he's got us right where he wants us. And I'm going to tell you something, all of this arguing and, 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 and confusion right now is intentional for the times that, we land, that we're in. Because... What this does is that pushes people to go to the highest authority for the answers, which is your government, right? And that pushes people to go to the government. And government's got to have the answer. They wouldn't steer us wrong. We don't know anything else to go. But see, our highest authority is God. So we need to be going there. But what it's doing, the world doesn't know that. What, what, what is happening is, 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 is this pushes people to look to the government for the answer. Not preaching against the government. You know, my pray for my government daily. Right? They're being influenced by whatever means from the from from the enemy at times. Come on. As any government that's ever, every president that's ever been up there. Right? But when you when you push everybody to the government for the answer, guys, all this is doing is grooming us for when the Antichrist comes on the scene. Because see, when the Antichrist comes on the scene, and I'm not trying to preach doom and gloom and you know none of this is to scare you, because we know the we know, the, we know we're going to good places, right? But when the Antichrist comes on the scene, he's going to appear as the Savior. And he's going to appear as the Great One. And he's going to appear to be the one with all the answers. And he's going to be the one in government. He's going to be the one that's over us. And when you create that attitude among your people, they're going to swallow everything that is thrown straight from the government. But see, we're not going to do that because we're being led by God himself. Amen very important very important to get that let's pray.